0: What are we doing?
1: We're going to Zion. We're going camping in Zion. Not a thing I would expect you to book. Why is that? Because you don't camp. Because you're weak and you're soft.
0: Uh, we're approaching Zion. What? What's so shit? we got to get off here. Oh, OK. Oh, my god, stay <laughs> up. You really have a problem. How we get over there? You missed the road. No. Where are you making a lift? There's no place to make a lift. This is us? Yes, this is us! This is us! Oh my gosh, look at that! Look at that! Wow.
1: I've never been glamping before. I hope they're nudists.
0: Stop it. No, we're in a normal place. Don't be a weirdo. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, listeners! Ever wonder what it would be like to sell everything and travel the country at the tender age of 50? Well, with our last kid off to college and the ability to now work remotely, we've decided to do just that. So we're selling the house, loading up the dog, and hitting every city from California to Florida. We're scouring the country for a new place to call home and dragging you into every restaurant, Airbnb, and tourist trap we encounter along the way. This is the Skip Town All-Stars
1: What's up, All-Stars? Thank you for joining us for another episode this one is Utah part two. Thanks for joining the podcast. Before we get into it, wanted to please implore and remind you to check that
0: subscribe button,
1: follow button. <laughs> on whatever your podcast app is of your choice the more subscribers we get the better we all feel i'm sure you'll agree
0: well not just that but if we get more if you subscribe which i just found out if you actually subscribe then you'll get a notification when our next episode streams so make sure your notifications are on for your spotify and then you'll get a little um you know, a little notification in the morning when the, that next episode is available to uh, listen to.
1: Provided that you have notifications set on that podcast app. So if you're using Spotify, please hit the follow button and make sure your notifications are active. Same with Apple Podcasts, yeah, Stitcher, wherever you find your fine audio content. We are obviously very excited to be Among that content, what are you doing with your mic? I'm
0: just fixing it so it's closer to me. I'm leaving all that in. Oh, It's fine because now it's closer to me and it's better.
1: Okay, good. How are we doing, Gladys?
0: Fine. Good.
1: (laughs) This is, uh, as I said, our second episode for our Utah experience.
0: It's the parent version.
1: It's the parent version. In our last episode, Mia gave us her top five and bottom five about Salt Lake City this is going to be our turn because we've actually spent a few days here. If you remember uh, where you left off with us, was that Mia had just gotten a. If you touch that microphone again, I swear to God.
0: I'm touching it. I just need to bring it closer. It's too far away. Oh, just just keep move talking. the post. No, no I'm everybody's going to hear
1: all that. It's fine. Stop it.
0: Okay. Oh, that's so much better. Now my neck isn't. Now it's like, going to tip over. If it does, it'll hit my chin. It'll be good. It's fine. It'll be okay. I'll let you know. We're all good. Continue.
1: There's no show flow at this point. Okay. So uh, when we left off last time, Mia had gotten a flat tire. We had gotten a rather sizable crack in our windshield and whatever else happened. I don't know. uh, It was a prelude of sorts to what awaited us here in Salt Lake City. I regret to tell you things did not improve markedly for the following two days. I went back as I was editing the episode with Mia in it, and I remember all of the hopeful joy that was in our voices as we were about to embark on her new apartment the very next day. Uh All that hope was dashed upon the rocks, and Denise is going to tell us why go ahead
0: okay so my uh my job for Utah was to plan our adventure. Now, there were a couple of days going to be spent moving our daughter into her very first apartment uh, a sophomore in college now, and she gets her own apartment. It's kind of like standard. Uh, Kids move out of the dorms freshman year and share an apartment with a couple of friends sophomore year. So we were excited about moving her in. Usually for us in the past, move-ins have only been two days, honestly. Like, you move in on the first day and then the second day maybe you do a couple little things like normally go grocery shop and fill up the refrigerator and then you're off to having a great dinner with the kid um this was a little bit different so we were super (laughs) we were (laughs) a little bit different okay we were super excited that's your
1: lead-in okay go ahead
0: Uh, We're super excited about moving her in. Now we had, um, we booked, I booked because Utah was, um, was my, was my job.
1: Salt Lake City specifically.
0: Yeah. So I booked um, six days in, outside of Salt Lake City in a town called Midvale an Airbnb, by the way, Matt and Shelly were amazing. If you ever want to go visit Salt Lake and you want to maybe stay outside the city, highly recommend this Airbnb. You can DM me. You can actually email us, ask us anything about it. Highly recommend. 28 minutes outside of the city. Beautiful townhome. Five stars to Matt and Shelly for um, having a immaculate place for us to uh, stay for six days.
1: Five stars.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so two of the days we're going to spend moving Mia in and then, um, you know, a few other days, like just doing things we wanted to do. And then I had some fun things planned. So move-in day was on a Friday and that was going to be spent moving her in all day. Then maybe a little bit morning of Saturday, just kind of going grocery shopping and getting her tucked away. And then I wanted to go to Sundance on Saturday and I was going to have Mia come with us and maybe spend the night. And then, um, on um i'm sorry did i say sunday or saturday
1: you said saturday
0: okay set which is correct so saturday after getting her groceries in the morning go to sundance spend the day there and the evening have mia join us and then take a drive over to park city because the two parks are only about 35 to 40 minutes from each other now utah has two um really great resorts, one of them being Sundance and another being Park City. There are many resorts in Utah, but those are the most popular and the ones that most people have heard about. And since James and I have been to uh, Utah, uh, we have yet to see either one of those uh, destinations, those resorts. So we thought, what the heck, we're going to go. We'll do it Saturday and Sunday. Then we leave uh, Salt Lake City on Monday and head to our next place. Um, But what ended up happening was that Friday when we went to go move Mia into her new apartment.
1: We got punched in the nuts.
0: Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. So there are 10 apartment buildings that are four units. So they're just two floors. Two units on top, two units on the bottom with a staircase that runs in between them. I'm painting the picture. Red brick on the outside white windows. Um, It has a big spa in the middle of these 10 buildings. Um, It's very normal for the college kids to move into these apartments as it's right across from the campus. It's called University Gardens. So it even sounds like it's a place you should move into right (laughs) off the campus.
1: Like the finest of trailer parks.
0: Yep. We get out of our car, We are so excited. We just did our Target run. We're smiles everywhere. The van
1: is full of unnecessary items.
0: No, they were all necessary. Okay, go on. And um, we start loading up. We open up the door to the building, her unit, her building, and cut to.
1: We are slapped in the face with funk and filth leading up the stairs. First in the landing, there were papers and... I don't know what else. Fur balls, hair like, balls. Yeah, the, there were the fur human balls. Hairball. The human carpet hair had balls. not, so it was a picture, if you will, gray industrial carpet that everything sticks to and whatever was sticking to it had been there for months. Um, fur balls on the bottom. There were some used masks from the COVID era about four steps up and we knew it wasn't going to get any better. When we rounded the bend to the top of her landing, there was a, Dutch Bros coffee cup that had been there at least a month. It was a science project. It had mold in it. Uh, And things did not get better once we got inside their apartment. We met her additional roommate. She's moving in with one girl. There was another girl that was matched up with them. Uh, Very sweet girl. but She was really upset. She was also (laughs) beside herself at the state of affairs inside this building.
0: Inside their unit, too. Yes. Uh,
1: dirt everywhere. Nothing had been swept, wiped, cleaned, scrubbed. None of that had happened. Uh, whatever cleaning crew was supposed to have appeared in the two weeks since the prior tenants moved out did not happen. So our initial shock was just we have how filthy... a lot of work filthy, to do. Yeah, just how filthy this place was. And before we can even... Put stuff down on the floor, we had to get the floor scrubbed. So that was uh that was bad enough. Now I when I went to college, I lived in a frat house. Uh we, you know, there were some grungy times. There were times where the guys wouldn't clean the kitchen. I remember for a while our shower in the basement. Uh, had the foundation eroded and there was mud in our shower as we would take our showers. Uh, We eventually fixed that. We were a bunch of industrious guys. A couple guys got together, poured some concrete, shower fixed, no problem. I lived in an old rickety house. Uh, This was an old rickety apartment building, which in my view could have been fine. And I use the word fine because it was getting no better than that. Uh, had it not been just riddled with garbage from whoever was living there before.
0: Okay, so to make this, paint this picture more clear, um, this wasn't just one building. So there are about 10 buildings like this one on this property. So it's it's 10 buildings with four units in them. And we're talking hundreds of college kids. We're moving in on Friday. School starts on Monday. This company had us between a rock and a hard place. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? So we get there and immediately I freak out and I say, I need to find out what the hell happened. What is going on here? What is going on? So that is when I went to the leasing office. I knew there was a problem. When I went to the leasing manager to complain, and there was a group of three college boys in front of me complaining.
1: Well, what were they complaining about, Hun?
0: Well, first of all, they were college boys. So when college boys are complaining about filth, you know there's a problem, a real one. And their complaint was, was that they wanted to know if the person had even moved out of their unit. Uh, there was food in the refrigerator, clothes on the floor, and... And the woman had assured them that this person had moved out on August 5th, which was the move out day for all the leasees prior to the new group of kids moving in August 19th.
1: 14 days later.
0: Yeah. So when these young boys were complaining about their apartment, I knew I wasn't going to get anywhere. I mean... The leasing manager is a young woman, maybe age 32, if I had to guess. Um, She was just saying yes to everybody. What else could she say? Yes, I'm going to get this fixed. Yes, I'm going to get that fixed. Um, Also, the issue with this apartment, and we're familiar with this because we moved our older daughter into her first apartment that was right across from her campus in Idaho. So we know how how these work. You move into these apartments that Say they're semi furnished, and what it is is that they uh, give you a couch, maybe a chair or a love seat, a coffee table, and then they give you a bed as well. Um, some of the rooms will have two beds because you'll have a roommate, others will be singles. It could be, you know, an apartment with two bedrooms and two singles, or an apartment with two bedrooms and one bedroom has, you know, two double, two beds, two twin beds, and the other one's a single. It, there's a different variation. In any case. They're all kind of the same. Generally
1: Um, speaking, you get what you pay for. If you're going to bunk up with somebody else in your room, you get a reduction in your rent.
0: Right. But the point is, is that they're usually furnished. They come with the beds and they come with a little end table, whatever the case may be. So all our experience has been is with our older daughter and then with Ellie because Ellie just moved into an apartment. So um, it's temporary, but she did move into one in Seattle. So we got to see what that setup was like this setup
1: basic and clean are the words you want to look for that's generally what they are when you move into these places basic and clean
0: yeah this setup in utah was not either one of those setups so in this apartment yes we had a couch we had there was a love seat we did have a coffee table um the bathroom had a tub a sink and a toilet there was no even shower rod there was no hand towel holder. There was no cabinet in the bathroom. Um, the bedroom was so small with the two beds that were in there that her closet, I she only had one bar in her tiny, tiny closet. And I said, "Okay, no, no big deal. I'm going to get you another tension bar, so you have a second bar, so you can hang things underneath your first bar." It was 21 inches. Um, tension bars start at 27. Uh, so she could hang maybe, I think, 20 hangers on this little bar for her clothing. But the whole thing was just, it was a bait and switch. It was. That's the best way to describe it. I could sit here all day and tell you how terrible it was. It was truly a bait and switch. But the worst thing about it was that, what were we going to do? I mean, it was Friday, and she had to go to school on Monday. So we're all sitting there in disbelief at this apartment because it's, filthy so we we unload the sink
1: didn't work the internet was not working mia was missing blinds on her window in her bedroom uh everything was filthy and the spa outside was a murky algae like green yeah it had lily pads and frogs in it
0: so the whole thing is this building like they they sport a a sport a spa like that's the whole thing come come rent there we have a beautiful spot it was green. It was gross. Um, so where we normally would have started right away, like putting like plates and cabinets and, you know, getting her bedding together. We couldn't do that. Like we literally had to leave to go buy heavy duty cleaning supplies. I mean, we bought like the basics, but then we knew no, like wh- uh, this
1: wasn't just a matter of sanitizing and then being able to put your silverware somewhere. And there came a point where I remember fondly back in the spring of last year. Was it the spring when uh, Mia and her roommate were looking for apartments and one of them had fallen through because they hadn't gotten the paperwork in on time. And this one was referred to them by a friend who
0: <laughs> was a, boy. Is a college boy. Uh huh. Uh-huh, a boy
1: who had no problem living uh, here again, going back to what I said um you know I my experience was when I was in college we put up with a lot. we can handle a lot as long I as it as take- long as it means we don't have to move home with mom, we're good. I will
0: never take housing recommendations recommendations from a male never I mean it, <laughs> maybe i maybe I'll start doing it over the age of forty
1: so Denise had already ripped a mass, plain and simple and We had gone back into the apartment, we commiserated for a while and we all agreed, okay, it's time to go get some cleaning supplies. So as we're sitting in the van, I'm trying to think of a tactful way to tell everybody, hey, look, I'm paying the rent and I'm paying for all the stuff that goes into this apartment. I'm not going to spend my afternoon scrubbing this place. I'm just so sorry. (laughs) And so I was about to pull the dad wallet card. I'm not going to lie. And I'm like, you pick this place, you clean this place. Uh, that's that's how it's going to be. And as I'm sort of pontificating just how tactfully not to have an entire van full of people mutant, mutiny against me, uh, Denise starts backing out. And then she says, you know what? I can't let this go. And then she throws it into drive again, (laughs) parks the car, shuts the car off. And then I see her make a beeline back to the rental office. Um, And I knew right away, okay, this is going to be a 10 to 15 minute endeavor because Denise is going to rip some ass for a second time because she's so in disbelief. So her friend, Aaron, in the middle of this calls and says, hey, how's it going? How's moving going? And I'm like, well, Denise can't come to the phone right now, Aaron, because she's in the middle of ripping some ass (laughs) again. So we sat there for a little bit and then finally you came back. I got to tell you, your demeanor had not changed that much. (laughs) It it had gone from anger and disbelief to despair at that point.
0: I would say, um, okay. What are the, Different stages, like when you go through something, there's like there's like anger, disbelief, and then there's acceptance. Denial. (laughs) There's acceptance. Denial
1: was like the minute we walked in the door. We're like, I I, deny this is actually out. I think
0: when I came back in the car, it was acceptance. So um, what had happened, and um, you know, I have to say I don't do just a Karen because I'm not about like just bitching for the sake of bitching. Like I want you to explain to me why it is the way it is I need to know and I really appreciate that James lets me be me when I threw it back into park and I said I'm sorry I just I can't I gotta go I didn't even have to finish my sentence he didn't look up from his phone he said <laughs> he, he just said <laughs> well there's a Kansas ya. there's
1: a Kansas City like sub story in there's here there's
0: many though <laughs> there's many stories that that we could that we can um, like that, reiterate like, like, like you yeah. know but any case um he lets me be me, and I'm so appreciative for that. Like, he doesn't even stop to say, hey, you might be wasting your time. There's none of that. He's like, go get him. So I walk back to the leasing office. Now, this is probably an hour and a half, two hours after I first was in the leasing office, and there's still a bunch of people down there still complaining about their apartments. Yep. And, you know, I've got to say, there is a, well, I'll say this later. Let me just get to this point. Um, I, I see, I, I'm next in line. She sees me. I see her.
1: There's a recognition yes. that takes place
0: and I, in the blink of an eye. And I realize she may start to cry. Now, this girl is like 32 years old. Move-in started at 9 a.m. It's 5 p.m. at this point. Uh, I don't want her to cry. I don't want her to leave. I don't want her to quit. She's the only person manning the ship now. If we lose her, we're really... She's
1: the only one with the phone number to the cleaning crew.
0: Yeah, we're really done. So I just asked her, I said, look, I just need to know how this happened. I said, everyone moved out August 5th. It's August 19th. Just please, I said to her, if you explain it to me, I'll understand it. Just explain it. And she just stared at me.
1: When she said it had been cleaned.
0: At, well she's just stared at me and then she did say it had been cleaned and I said it hasn't I said it hasn't and if they told you it was cleaned the uh, the unit was cleaned they lied to you and you have to get your money back from this cleaning company and then she just stared at me some more and I said okay because she couldn't really give me an answer as to why the pool was green she Said something about they called the maintenance man. Uh, What? It's being repaired. Yeah, it's being. It was all yes answers. Like yes, it's being repaired. Yes, we'll come fix this. So that. And then I just said, okay, quick question: Would you let your kid move into this apartment? (laughs) And she said, nope, nope. That was it. That was it. That was it. I said thank you. I turned around. I walked out. What can you say? And from the walk to the leasing office to our car, I already thought in my head we have to move Mia because the girl gave me the most honest answer, the building was clearly run by slumlords, not the building, the property, because everyone was complaining. And again, all
1: all 10 buildings were beating a line to that door all day long.
0: So, um, the people that ran university gardens are slumlords and they had all the parents between a rock and a hard place. But the one thing, if you know anything about me is that I will not let life have its way with me. If I have anything to say about it. Um, There are certain things that happen you have no say, but there are other things that happen that you do not have to allow yourself to be a victim. And this was one of them. I was not going to allow um, this to happen to Mia, basically. Like, how could they do a bait and switch on her? I knew it would cost us money, but I was willing to lose that money and move her into a new apartment. So I walked back, I sat in the car, I looked at him, there was defeat on my face, (laughs) and I said, we have to move her. Yeah. And he said, OK, because he knew uh, there's you can't you can't take blood from a stone. This company is how they do business. Well, the, yeah,
1: I mean, the property owner was clearly nowhere to be found that. day.
0: He doesn't live there. Right. He does. And so. Well, no.
1: Yeah. Of course, he doesn't live there. But there no, was, I know he
0: doesn't live there. She told me.
1: I know. I know. It's clear. <laughs> Why would he live there? Why would he live there? I know he doesn't live there. That's what I'm saying. saying, I'm absolutely 100% confident he he doesn't live there. Because if he did live there, he would at least have some knowledge as to some of the stuff that's going on. So He probably has full knowledge of what's going on. But he wants nothing to do with it. He was not showing his face there that day for any reason. And
0: I did send an email because I'm notorious for that too. I'm a letter writer. A sternly
1: worded letter.
0: Yeah, I'm a letter writer. So I sent an email to her boss, who was not the property owner, but right below the property owner, and she said, he'll get back to you really quickly. Yeah, it has been almost a week now. Haven't heard from him. I sent two emails and they both stated that my fee to clean was $200 a day as I will be deducting that from the rent. But because here's what happened. So I let's go back I get in the car defeated. And I say to James and everyone in the car, meaning Mia and her roommate, Sierra, we have to move. So yeah. willing to lose deposit first and last month's rent, but I'm not going to have my daughter live in this shithole.
1: Cut to four people in the same van looking at the same websites for the same apartments for the next hour and a half. <laughs> we sat there; the no, engine was No, I don't running. think it was an
0: hour and a half. I think Maybe we sat there for about an hour, and then um, at least an hour. And then we had a good long conversation. We even went and saw an apartment. Yeah. Um, I I am very proactive in my life. I really try to help other people be proactive in theirs, but at a certain point, even if it's your daughter, you have to let them make their own decisions. And she, for her, there were more benefits to this place than moving and out,
1: staying with her roommate. Yes, yes it was. They're, they're a package deal.
0: They are, and um, the location is right across from the university. Um, any place we would have found at that point was a little further out. Um, she knew people on the property that were living in other buildings. There were just. Um, the ease I think, and and not having to get a new roommate because her roommate was not going to be able to move. Um, those were Mia's deciding factors and James and I in the end had to respect them.
1: Yeah. I, when we dropped them to go look at the other apartment building, when they stepped out of the car, I looked over at you and we were kind of thinking the same thing. And I just said, you know what? This is her bed. She's going to lie in this and make it better. It's up to her to get this place clean and beautify it and improve her living situation within those four walls as best she can for the rest of the school year because this is what they've selected. This is the place they've selected. That is a great way to
0: put it, James. This is what they selected. And you're right. We would not have picked this for her. I,
1: you know. I'm honestly at that age, I was so happy to move out of the house. I would have moved in here. No problem. So, but I'm a guy.
0: <laughs> okay. You know I, w- I would have been a
1: little pissed off that it was messy when I showed up and that there was junk and garbage everywhere. I would have, I would have expected empty floors and empty walls.
0: I know, but I do remember um, I was telling a friend of mine afterward um, about the, the apartment. And she said to me on the phone, she goes, you know, there are some kids that don't see a problem with that apartment at all. Yeah, And when she said that, I had to just stop.
1: Once it was clean, finally, uh, you know, it looked like an old junkie apartment. An old and junkie is totally fine if you're a 19-year-old student who doesn't want to live in the dorms anymore and doesn't want to deal with an RA and wants a little bit of a fridge to put your own stuff and a place to study and hang out and party a, a mile from campus. It was not the place her sisters would have picked for themselves. But Mia and her friend were like, we will make this work. So, hey, more power to them.
0: They did. It looks cute now. Um, It does. So Friday and Saturday were spent um, getting her apartment basically move-in ready. Uh, We left that building at 11 p.m. on Saturday. So any plans I had made for us as a family to do something outside of uh you know Salt Lake City were in the trash can at this point which is fine because we wanted Mia's apartment to be ready for her but um yeah so uh James shows up Well Tell I start. I st- 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 yeah
1: I start out in the morning uh, I have a, if you remember our last episode, Mia got a flat tire on her way to meet us. She was about 20 minutes away. It was the most anticlimactic hug on the side. Well, it was actually pretty, pretty climactic actually, because there were cars whizzing by at 70 miles an hour. So dangerous. Uh, but anyway, uh, so I had to get Mia's tire taken care of. I, the car might as well get an oil change while we're there. And I, when I was digging through all of the stuff in the trunk to get the donut out for the triple a guy, uh, wouldn't you know it? I found all those car seat covers that I bought Ellie like eight months ago to put on this car. So <laughs> they were not in the bag. They were not on the seats. They were strewn about loosely all throughout the trunk. So I spent time at the car wash It took forever to get the car seat covers on. I put new windshield wipers on this little Volkswagen beast of ours. That's right. He's got new eyelashes. (laughs) So, um...
0: Let's really talk about what you were doing. You were killing as much time as oh my possible. God. I took
1: the dog to the Humane Society to get her shots. He
0: was killing as much time as possible, so he did not have to come back to this apartment on Saturday but and do a thing. that car was
1: ready. Don't let her fool you. That car he's was in... He's played that car this game is, before. That car is... Stop at this Okay, point.
0: seriously. He's done this shit before where, like, he'll know that if he this wastes time a, and is, shows up to a place...
1: assassination...
0: Uh, he'll be like, hey, what do you need me to do? And we're like, well, nothing, it's done. So that's what he was expecting when he showed up on Saturday at two o'clock, mind you, two no, 2.30.
1: We had filled a van on Friday night with Target, some whatever home goods place, just bullshit, just stuff, and like stuff everywhere. We had filled this van to the gills. We unloaded it. On Friday.
0: But didn't put anything together because it needed to be cleaned. No,
1: there was nothing to put together at that point. It was all like yeah. rugs and cleaning supplies and whatever the hell no. else. Um, Not.
0: Interested.
1: Yeah, it was because we had seen the apartment and it was a shithole. I know, but like we so, had to
0: go back and get more stuff because yeah, we realized we like, didn't there need was to. stuff missing.
1: So uh, we, we didn't did. need to, we but did. anyway, we did. I get to the apartment building on Saturday afternoon around two p.m. and Denise says, "Oh, there's some things in the car. Can you bring them up?" I popped the trunk on this van. I swear to God, <laughs> it's filled awesome. to the brim again. And I'm like, "What? It, it's all." I I look at it all. It's all stuff that I not only need to put together, but I have no tools to put together.
0: <laughs> there's a. So then I have to life. go to Walmart no, could, to put all like, this
1: shit together.
0: Mia had a little toolkit that we bought her. No.
1: I needed a drill. I had no drill. Like, it was insane. I had to go back to Walmart to put the stuff together from Walmart that we didn't even need in the first place. We needed it. I don't even like Walmart. I hate that place. But whatever. So I go over there. I get this stupid bargain basement drill. And the next thing you know, it's 11 p.m. And I finally get all this stuff, like, constructed.
0: Yeah. So we were pretty exhausted. Um, So the plans I had had for Saturday and Sunday, well, Saturday was gone and we were only left with Sunday. So now as much as, you know, there were, look, the truth is, is we did as much as we could do for Mia. We could have spent three more days there, but, um, she has to do her apartment at some point herself and, and get and put her, she got it
1: done. And she sent us a video and, yeah. of her tour and it looks and, actually pretty cute. And she
0: did put her, her final touches on so it. it so they adorable. did make
1: it work in the end.
0: They did.
1: Even though it did not look good in the beginning, but they <laughs> pulled it out of the ashes.
0: And I don't, I will post a little video on the before and afters on yeah. my Instagram. So, um, which is skip town Denise, skip town all stars, and skip town James. So you'll be able well, to please see. Please don't
1: it. put it on my page. I don't okay, want fine. I won't it. put Thank it on you. your page. I don't want that.
0: Okay. So, anyway, so we're left with Sunday because we're heading out. We're heading out Monday, James and I, um, to our next destination. And um, so all we had was Sunday left. So, Well, I decided to cram both um, tourist sites and tourist attractions into our day. We went to both Sundance and Salt Lake City. Park City. Oh, God.
1: Here you go again.
0: (laughs) Park City. She's just so My God. She's... uh,
1: Do you even know where you are? Don't say where you are yet.
0: I know. I'm not going because I'll get it wrong. Anyway, so we went to Park City and Salt Lake City. No. Park City... And Sundance, that's where we went. They're only, a stop, they're only 35 minutes apart and might as well hit them both. Um, down, t- down season, uh, not very busy, so traffic there was very light. Park City is exactly what you would think. A really adorable main street with nothing but art galleries, boutiques, restaurants.
1: Super expensive leather.
0: Yeah, very expensive. Um, a
1: great knife store where I saw the actor-director Peter Berg.
0: Yeah. That's a good sighting. That's that was a great a really sighting. Good sighting. Super nice guy. Um, so yeah, so, uh, we did park city. My thought was let's have breakfast in park city and then a late lunch or dinner in Sundance. So park city was great. We were going to go bike riding. I even said to Mia, do you want to go tubing? Um, you know, they have, they have outdoor summer activities, even though it's not, they're mostly known for their winter activities. They do have some fun summer activities. No one was really down for tubing. They said maybe that, you know, he and James and Mia were going to go biking, but nobody did. So anyways, I said, okay. Anyway, I was like, let's go to Sundance. You know, we had spent enough time there. Everyone was kind of like, all right, well. Oh, we
1: went to Olympic, the Olympic oh Training God. Center. Yeah. Oh,
0: I forgot all about Where that. Where
1: they held the uh, Salt Lake City Olympics in 2000, the Winter Olympics in 2000.
0: Yes, it's Olympic. It's actually called Olympic Park. And um, and we drove through the Olympic Village, which Yes. was now, Highly recommend. It's super cool. Yeah, it's being actually used as condominium. So people live in Olympic Village right now. Um, it like they had lanes called Bobsled Lane. Uh it was really, really cool. We went and saw where they did all the like ski jumps and stuff like that. Yeah, the luge. Yeah, it was very cool. So that was just outside of Salt Lake. No, it was Park outside of, just
1: let me finish. <sighs> it was outside of Park City, please. Uh <laughs> It was outside of Park City. In fact, uh, we from Salt Lake City. We passed it on the way to Park City, so we actually doubled back just so we could go see it. Uh, it was totally worth it. Kids can walk around for an hour and a half. They have the um, Paralympics there. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: they also have a pool now, which I think. I mean, if we looked in the history of it, which you know we read a little bit about, it, they have a pool. Which I, they it's didn't an have entirely
1: before. like a training facility yes. now. Now so it's turned into a form? for Olympic. Aspirants, yeah. I guess, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Um, Olympic athletes Olympic hopefuls. Trainings. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's
0: Olympic training center now. It's very very cool. Great
1: great place. I've never personally been to the Olympics. Every city I've ever lived in that ever had the Olympics had them way before I had ever lived there. So uh, it was it was cool to be in the environment. It's actually inspiring to the point where if we're ever in a city or country where they're actually having them like we need to buy tickets and attend some of the events yeah i kept saying uh, to him, i
0: cannot believe i'm in olympic village i can't believe i'm in olympic village it's just it's just townhouses but it's like these these amazing athletes were here i'm walking the same ground they were walking like that's impressive
1: okay so let me tell the people then next we went to sundance Go ahead. (laughs)
0: Yes, (laughs) he is correct. Um, One thing I learned about Sundance that I did not know, and I don't know if any of you uh, listeners here know this. Sundance is not a city. It is a resort. So when I got to Sundance, I asked them, oh, where is Main Street? And they said, you're here. And I said, wait, I thought there was a movie theater here. And they said, yes, there is. It's just down the walkway. Um, there is no downtown Sundance. There yeah, is no yeah, Main Street. That- as you
1: would expect. It's not a place where you can really drive through. You go, no. you park, and it it's a resort where you walk to all of the attractions. Yeah, I
0: guess. It's, it's a resort. Yeah. So I did not realize that. And it made total sense to me then. Because living in Los Angeles, I've had many friends who went to the Sundance Film Festivals, and I've also had friends who couldn't go because they couldn't get a hotel room, or they said parking's impossible. Well, oh my gosh. Okay, well, yeah, if Sundance Film Festival is being held at this resort, there's only a handful of uh, cabins there. Parking is super minimal and it's on a mountain high or mountain road, not even a freeway or highway. It's a one lane going up and one lane going back. So if you're going to go to Sundance Film Festival, you actually have to travel pretty far from the next town over to get there. So I totally understand now when people say, oh, Sundance Film Festival is great, but there's no place to stay and there's no place to park.
1: Yeah. I I suspect you have to be uh, a pretty big hotshot to get your reservation approved for the festival to stay on the property.
0: So Brad Pitt probably stays on the property.
1: Maybe it always <laughs> comes back to Brad Pitt. But okay,
0: <laughs> um, okay. And the other thing that we learned: um, the resort is 450 acres, so it's very large. Uh, but Robert Redford and a hand of investors, handful of investors, uh, purchased 5,000 acres of the property so no one could build around them. just left
1: that part untouched, yeah.
0: Literally, that's left it untouched, and they wanted to stay untouched for as long as possible, long before, uh, you know, long after they leave this earth. So they also, you read a lot about how they, when they built the resort, they really tried to be as eco-friendly as possible. I mean, sure, there are some habitats that, of course, had to be um, relocated, but they really tried to be environmentally friendly to the animals that were living there prior to building the resort. Um, everything is done uh, in a very environmental way. Uh, all the food on the resort is comes from local farmers. Uh, just very conscious environmentally. Yeah, it was great. It was a great day. Um,
1: Mia and I rode the lift up to the top of the mountain. It was spectacular. You could, I mean, it took us all the way up to where you could see eye to eye the peaks, the other peaks in the surrounding canyons. I imagine it's times ten in the winter. It's oh, it yeah. it's every it seems like every bit the wonderland that you would expect it to be.
0: Um I would say if you could do one of them, Sundance would be my yeah, choice. I would, I would agree. Because you really are tucked away. You're secluded, you're on a resort, but the cabins are really tucked away. Um Park City is is a city. It's fun. It's um I mean, for a young family with kids, Park City is probably maybe a better choice. But if you're looking to go on a honeymoon or just spend like a good long weekend and be cozy with that special person, then I would say <laughs> Sundance.
1: That was nice you looked at me when you said that. Uh,
0: <laughs> so then, sun- so what ended up happening well, though is uh, we didn't. But eat-
1: wait, I was going to say something real quick, and that is. Uh- Unfortunately, the day we were there, we could not get into the screening room just to check that out. They were having a private event there. Um, but the the filmmakers' labs and the screening rooms they have there are obviously uh, you know, part of the allure of the whole Sundance. Sort of mythos, and you could feel that while you were walking around there. Okay,
0: you could feel that, but explain you're not explaining to people, they don't know what the labs and what all that is. If
1: you are a young, aspiring filmmaker and you go to, or not even necessarily young, but uh, and you want to attempt to get into the filmmaker labs at Sundance, you have to go through a pretty rigorous process, uh, you know, apply, submit your. Portfolio basically your body of work, and if you're fortunate enough to make make it into these labs, then you'll find yourself rubbing elbows with you know pretty famous directors, actors. They had pictures of Sydney Pollack, yeah. Uh, uh, Tim, Tim Roth. Roth was in one of the photos for the actors uh, lab. Um,
0: oh, um, gosh, they had <clears throat> who else was there? I mean, there were so many photos on the walls of 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 actors that have come to sit with. Um, Up and coming people and giving them their two cents on what it takes to make it in Hollywood, what it takes to make an A list Mm -hmm. movie. Uh, And it's an
1: intensive because you're living there on the property, like it's a boot camp of sorts, and you really are surrounded by an environment where these people have seen your work, think that you can explode and do even better work in the future. And everything is sort of, everything sort of caters to that effort as you uh, you know complete your time there.
0: Yeah, so it is a pretty cool. So it's not just a great <laughs> place to stay as a non-entertainment person. Um, it's a great place to go if you are looking to uh, become better and hone your s- creative uh, skill, whatever that may be, whether yeah. it's cinematography or directing, writing, producing, they offer that. And they're, uh, they're really big proponents in that. I mean, Robert Redford really does cultivate the arts in so many There's ways. There's a reason
1: why it's one of the most premier film festivals on planet earth. And you can feel it kind of while you're there, but you don't need to do any of that. You can simply load up your car. We were there on a Sunday night, a band was setting up it's uh, true. and there was a little drizzle of rain and everything. And people did not care. They were laying out blankets. They were going to have their Sunday night concert on the lawn right there at the place. Uh, old folks, young folks, families, it's true. you name it. And, uh, I was like, damn, this is a good place to see a little, you know, hang out on a Sunday night um, and just enjoy some time with friends and family and listen to some music. So uh, we did not stay for that. We were exhausted at that point. So, uh, yeah, we didn't
0: even stay for food. We were going to have dinner there. There were late lunch. That was the plan breakfast in Park City, late lunch or dinner in Sundance. And we unfortunately. Didn't do that. We were just kind no, of tired, we and so we ended up leaving Sundance and heading back to our cozy town home in Midvale.
1: Midvale, yeah, it was. It was. It was a cute little suburb. It's really funny as we've, you know, sort of been going around all these little towns or bigger cities these past several weeks. I'm realizing what a sort of what an easy lay I am when it comes to these towns. It's like every town I come to, I'm like, Oh, I could totally live here. Oh, I could totally do this. I'm just, I feel like in so many ways, I'm like, you know, um, that 20 something person who's just willing to shack up anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) And so as as long as there's a roof over, I am, I kind of am. I went into, like, I stuck my head into an open house on Saturday when I was fixing the car and, um, I actually, I looked around this place and I was like, wow, this is a really nice house. Uh, we, you know, it was a bit on the high end for us. It was like, I think it was the upper five hundreds or something like that. I really don't want to get into a mortgage that expensive again, but I was looking around and I was like, holy cow, like I could totally live in this house. Um, it's just really funny because in the very last episode, I said I don't want to drive two miles for coffee. That's stupid. I'd rather just live in a city and walk downstairs and get my coffee and all that stuff. So I don't know. I'm changing. Like my opinion's changing as the wind blows. Even <laughs> even ben, make- even even Bend, Oregon. When we were there, the first morning I woke up I was like eh, and then by the time we left, I was like, oh, I really like West Bend. You know. <laughs>
0: You cannot be counted on.
1: I know. I'm really, I'm probably, I'm realizing I'm probably like the least uh, person who should be giving people advice on like moving out or where to move or whatever. Maybe
0: we should stop the podcast right now. We
1: should. We should probably just turn it off. (laughs) Um, Okay. Speaking
0: of Ben Oregon, um, I do want to touch on that for a moment. I'm so glad you mentioned Ben. I made a little boo-boo in the last um, podcast. I had mentioned how the closest airport to Bend was three hours, which was... Portland, PDX, yeah. Portland. That actually is not correct. My friend David uh, called to correct me, and he said Redmond Airport is only 17 minutes from Bend. So now that explains really the allure, because... It is quite easy to get to. Twenty minutes, yeah. Yeah. It's still out for us because the prices are just too high. But um I did want to make that correction. And then um one other thing I want to talk about real quick before we I just want to
1: mention that David dropped some facts on your ass.
0: He did.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: I'm I'm here to David, say that. Um, okay. David with the Snopes, go ahead. Yes, um, and so also the one thing I do want to mention uh, as before we start on the next um, next destination of U- um, inside Utah, you got it right. I did get it right.
1: It was inside Utah. It you're was good. inside Utah. <laughs> okay,
0: so um, you know, if you're listening to this and you live east of the Mississippi. You're really not going to understand this, so I'm going to explain it to you. But if you live west of the Mississippi, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. West
1: side, go ahead.
0: People hate Californians.
1: They do. They hate us.
0: Um, here's why. We will leave. We're obnoxious. That could be it. We can be. That is not just the one. (laughs) That could be one. There are many. But let me just tell you, obnoxious people. There, there, there there's one big reason why people. Um, West of the Mississippi, dislike Californians so much, and you'll hear people say, California, go home. It is because um, we will come into your town and we will scoop up your homes at a premium and it will make your neighbors and your brothers and your sisters very angry because now a home that really is only worth $250. $250, $250,000.
1: I'm
0: so sorry, $250,000. Your neighbor knew that there were some Californians interested in that home. So they raised the cost of that home to 300000 knowing
1: they're going to get it.
0: Because people who come from California have some change in their pocket. They appreciate a nice home when they see it. And to them, $300,000 is not a lot, even if it's $50,000 over asking. And they will scoop that house up. So what happens when Californians come into your town and start scooping up houses at a higher price, your sister, who's always lived in an apartment, born and raised in that town, can no longer buy a home that's reasonably priced because yeah. Californians have now enlarged, uh, have you know, raised the price on that uh, housing market. So people tend to get mad at us. But I had this conversation with David when he corrected me. On my Redmond issue. And we talked about it. And you know what I can't understand? And David brought this up as well. Why are people getting mad at Californians? Why aren't they getting mad at their neighbor that raised the price to $50,000? Or why aren't they getting mad at like Larry down the street? who just raised his house $75,000 because he knew he could get it. Why are they getting mad at the people that purchased it? I I really had to think about that when I hung up with David because that was a very good question. I have never asked myself or anyone who's given me attitude about buying a house in a different state because I get attitude all the time about it. Like, "Oh, you're going to come here and now prices are going to um go up." Well, get mad at your neighbor. Why are yeah. you mad at me?
1: Well, I think, um, politically speaking, I think it's just naturally assumed that when people from California move in, you get those quote unquote California values that you hear about on Fox news or whatever, like all day, every day that is just sort of drummed into people's heads and makes them frankly fearful. Cause that's all they're marketing in is fear. But, uh, I, for me, uh, I've always, I, I've hit it from a different angle when I feel like people are sort of accusing Californians of that, because if you take a good, solid look at Meridian, Idaho, like it's half of Orange County living there now, Agreed. and they're all conservative, like so many of those people are conservative, many of them are evangelical, it's like, if, and so it's like, well, they're like-minded people who just moved in with you, so
0: I, but they raised your rents. They raised your. They did, and they it goes back to what you were prices. saying.
1: But I just, you know, I I personally have felt before. It's like it's sort of a handful of things where it's like, oh, everybody's just trained to hate California, but it does go back to capitalism as you're talking about. And the bottom line is, if Larry wants to sell his house for three hundred twenty five thousand dollars, when everybody else in the in the city is trying to sell theirs for two eighty or Somebody's sister has saved up 20% to make that 280 price. Now, all of a sudden, Larry wants to up the price to 325 and that 20% nest egg is no longer a 20% nest egg. Be
0: mad at Larry. Sure, be people mad get at mad. Larry. I mean, like, I understand. the person but it's buying like, it.
1: You can't say, uh, We want no regulations on capitalism and then get mad at Larry for selling his damn house. It's like, I mean, It's like if uh, and it I mean, it's the cost of living in Los Angeles specifically or any California major city is so high that, you know, it really isn't when we sell our homes from somewhere else and we move to another state, it's it's. I'm not going to say it doesn't like $20,000 is a lot of money no matter where you are. But if you really want that house and you know the value of having a house for 25, 26 years, a Californian will dip into their pocket and pull out that extra $20,000 if they have it, if they're so inclined, if they really believe the property is worth that much. So. Um, the whole, you know, pricing out real estate. I mean, you could just as easily blame uh, Airbnbs on the cost on the on the rising cost of housing. You could you could just as easily blame Zillow. You know what I mean? Because no, these, I
0: actually don't know it because now you're going off on it. What are you talking about with Airbnb? I'm just Zillow? saying it's
1: like why just blame California It's like all these multinational corporations buy up these properties and jack up the prices as well facts.
0: Okay. That is true, but it's easy to point the picture at Susan and John that just moved in next door from, um, from, you know, Irvine. Oh, of course. Okay. But here's the thing too, um, that I want to talk about. No one talks about when you sell your house, like grandpa selling his house sure as shit. You want grandpa to get the highest dollar amount for his house. Grandpa's
1: worked his entire life.
0: Right. So why, who, who, I don't want to begrudge grandpa. So nobody talks about that. They're mad at people that are that are bringing in the extra cash to pay a little more to get the house they want, but they're not mad at their neighbor who just sold it to them, and they're not mad at Grandpa who's making a killing off of them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's also the outsiders are coming into the town, and until you really get to know them, what you know, what's this all about? And there's just an initial defense thrown up against, you know— specifically Change. Californians I mean it's we you They'll know, take it our goes money. back to it goes, okay
0: stop complaining don't take our money and don't complain yeah but don't but if you take our money
1: well yeah I mean like look at Boise State as an example like so many California kids go there
0: eighty percent that it's campus 80%. has exploded and revenue thrived, tourism
1: and the surrounding community has also thrived as a result of all the whoever they are is from other states coming in. But so it's mostly
0: California. It is. California has put Boise on the map. Let's be honest. California's put Meridian on the map. People know what Coeur is now because of so many Californians, and they want to bitch and they want to moan, but they'll take our money. So it's like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want, when you when you start talking stupid like that that's just dumb talk like you just sound so uneducated to me it's like do economics if you're taking our money keep your mouth shut i don't want to hear it i'm so sick of hearing it
1: i don't know i give money to a lot of people they do not keep their mouths shut <laughs> oh none of my children keep their mouths shut when i, I think it's a pipe okay dream.
0: anyway so i had to fix the ben thing and then it went on to the california because that really just irks me be mad at larry don't be mad at me because i just scooped up the house next larry,
1: door Larry, you bastard
0: okay so cut to now we are on sunday evening we are back in our airbnb we're at, we're leaving on monday morning for a secret destination yes i have decided to treat james uh Utah was supposed to be a really fun adventure. It ended up being a little bit more work than anticipated. So I really went hard on the last few days of our stay in Utah. Where did we go and what did we do?
1: Well, we got in the car early and we headed south toward Zion. And you did tell me we were going to Zion, but you didn't really let on until we were practically almost there, kind of sort of where we were going. Or I guessed it, I should say. But um, we went to a place called Under Canvas. So as we were driving to Under Canvas. What is it? Uh, well, I'm getting to that. Let me finish. As we were driving to Under Canvas, I was disgruntled to say the least.
0: <laughs> he had an ugly look on his face like the entire ride. I have not
1: had a good weekend. Uh, I had skipped a workout that morning. Uh, just a lot of things going on. And I felt behind on the show. I felt like I had missed the better parts of Salt Lake City. And, you know, I was sour. I was salty. So uh, I was quiet, though. I wanted to take it out on you, but I couldn't because you hadn't done anything wrong except all that stuff you bought at Walmart. But (laughs) I was quiet in the car the whole way there. As we're approaching... Uh, I said to her, I, she said, you know, I just want to let you know we're going to this place. It's going to be great. You know, things will be better, whatever. I didn't
0: say what it was. And she like
1: didn't that. say what it was. And as we were approaching, I was like, you know, Zion is, I mean, th- when you think Zion, you think not only national parks, but you think campsites. We were not in, RV, in an RV, so I knew we weren't going to an RV park. And I figured, you know, with the success we had had with the dog at Airbnbs that we probably weren't going to a hotel because why muck that up? And so, uh, as we were approaching, I said, are we going glamping? And you said we are. And so, uh, cut to, uh, you know, me thinking in my head about all those times I poo pooed glamping. I've worked on tons of reality shows where they take, you know, pseudo superstars or X stars glamping and they expect them to fight and get drunk and argue all night and all that other stuff. So I was like, okay, you know, but I'm more of like, like my secret desire is to hike in camp somewhere for five days, like really rough it and do all that. Uh, But as we were approaching, I kept seeing like the canyons and I was like, oh, it's really pretty over there. What have you. And then we finally are close to where we're going and I just see all dotted along the landscape, the terrain of the mountains and everything, all these little, like, tents. But they weren't Coleman (laughs) eight-person pop-up tents. Oh, no. They were like... They were like, uh, Canvas. they, they sort of reminded me of, uh, shelters that you see in like the bougie parts of Thailand or wherever, you know? And so I'm like looking and then I see Africa, there's this whole like desert oasis lodge in the middle of it. And by the time we were like turning into the driveway, I'd gotten kind of the scope of everything. And I was in, I was in with both feet. I was like, I don't give a shit who teases me about <laughs> glamping. I don't care. I I need to be pampered. So
0: (laughs) it was incredible. It was actually beyond incredible. I cannot recommend under canvas enough. I searched glamping. Um, I knew I didn't, I was never going to do camping and that'll be something we talk about in a minute, but, um, and not to mention, I just needed James to like really have an enjoyable experience. Um, For me, the big selling part of under canvas wasn't just the amenities. You have your own private bath. You have running water. Um, When I say bath, I mean um, bathroom. You have a toilet and a shower. Uh, But they have a kitchen there. And that was very important. I did not want to have to leave and go get food or have to make food. Yeah, because the
1: town was like 30 minutes away. Yes.
0: And every place I had looked at, um, they said you could bring your own food. That was not at all interesting to me. Um, not something I wanted to do. And this place had a, a full kitchen where they had a menu for breakfast and dinners and snacks. Yeah. And it was just beautiful. Whoever started this company, Whoever hires these kids that work there, and I call them kids because they're all in their 20s, you've done a top-notch job. The staff was
1: amazing, yeah.
0: The staff was so knowledgeable, friendly. Um, Just the food was delicious. Uh, It was beyond my expectation.
1: Yeah, the stuff coming out of the kitchen, uh, you know, a lot of times you go to one of those places and you can feel how they're skimping on the menu and i didn't really feel that at all. It was like uh, the the food was really good, prepared really well and um
0: And then you have the tent itself. So when you pull up to your tent, now not every tent has a shower and a toilet. The one i rented for us uh for the few days we were there, a purchase for us what did. Um but their community uh, bathrooms that had showers were immaculate. I mean, it, it just immaculate i can't say it enough i've got i went there many different times of the day to use the bathroom and everything was spotless at all times um they weren't skimpy on anything they gave you ample shampoo and conditioners and body washes um you walk in in the tent oh my gosh you have this porch and our tent faced zion yeah the, it was great. The porch-faced face scion, you open up the tent, and I will have this all on my Instagram for everyone to see as we walked in. King-size bed, comfortable, beautiful bedding, um, cute furniture in there, end yeah. tables. I mean, I don't know. How did you feel?
1: Uh, <laughs> it was great. I mean, walking up there, the first thing you do when you get up on the porch is turn around and see your view. Uh, but then when you unzip the tent, uh, they had the king size bed in there. I love the touches because it was even though, you know, it wasn't like roughing it, uh, everything still was pretty basic and rustic. But, you know, everything was constructed in a way where you were like, OK, like this is the perfect type of camping that you and i could both agree on right yeah uh, there was a chain you pull for the shower which felt old school and manly and uh i you know i don't know we settled in right away we had two amazing nights there the uh the wind through the canyon at night would ruffle the tent there it's was actually
0: very loud there they was some
1: precipitation you, at night here and there they give you didn't plugs. care i slept like a baby
0: yeah they gave you earplugs because they said it gets very windy at night it woke me up several times, but I never put the earplugs in for me. Why would I put earplugs in? You're outside. That's the beauty of it. You want to hear it. And the second night it rained, but not as much as I had hoped. I really wanted it to downpour because I wanted to smell the rain and and hear it on the, on the tent. And it was just little sprinkles, but, um, it was,
1: but we met some people around the campfire, young couple from Orange County who had just gotten engaged. We met some uh, older ladies from uh, Florida they were super nice I think they were there with their daughter uh, and was, I don't know it was just like kind of free like everybody who was there was just mellow and cool and
0: and the campfire you know, had these beautiful um, I'm gonna always say it wrong air their Aondack chairs around Adirondack. and Adirondack chairs around the fire they gave you smores I mean it was just yeah it was really the only word I can use is just magical yeah and that is truly the word for this experience it's called under canvas um at this point in my life have i have one say in moab
1: as well you said
0: they have i think four around oh, wow. yeah moab is one of them and then i think they might have one in bryce canyon too oh, wow. uh but um at this point and all the adventures i've taken this was the best i mean i've been to paris i've been to belgium i've been to hawaii um there was something different about this, and I don't know what it was. Um, if It was easy, yeah. and I like easy. Um, it was good. The food was good. Um, the beauty of it, the staff. Yeah, it was
1: just like the air out there was just different. I mean um, –
0: I loved it. I mean, if somebody yeah. said to me, do you want to go to Paris right now or would you go to under canvas? I know it sounds stupid. I'd pick under canvas. When I think of Paris, I think of getting on a plane, having to take a rail, like this – I, I would yeah, it was, try. this was
1: none of that. It was the opposite of like, and when you, whatever I left feeling in Salt Lake city was gone within an hour of being at this place. I so. want to
0: go back. I've already looked at the dates of when they're, um, when they close and I know it's November 7th is their last day. I want to go back. I want to bring the girls. I don't know if we can. Um, I've been camping twice before and both experiences were pretty terrible and I will never go camping <laughs> again. So what are am talking
1: about, we had so much fun.
0: Um, I did something called dry camping and I didn't know what that was until somebody had to explain it to me. Here's the thing. Growing up in the city, I never went camping. So when I thought of camping, I honestly thought of like going in the forest um, having a well to get water, yeah, you
1: pump the pump. And yeah. And the then water. like, if you
0: have to poo poo in the, in, All right, we'll if you on. have to do your business in the field or in the, in the grass or whatever, you do it, there might be an outhouse, but both times I went camping was to this place that had dry camping, which is disgusting. It and is it's brutal. like, I, I, oh, hi. I, yeah. it's unfortunate. I just wish that, um, that had never been my first experience because as nice as everybody was, our friends, and they helped us with our tent and this and that, I would never in a million years go back. And this changed everything for me. This isn't true camping. I don't think I've had a true camping. Glamping not. is not true camping. I don't no. personally think I've ever had a real camping experience because I know dry camping isn't real camping from what people tell me. And glamping obviously isn't real camping. But um, I really love the glamping.
1: <laughs> well i loved it too and i never really thought i'd be as in i, I thought it'd be fun and it w- it was obviously something you know like i just think you guy would you do don't it like wife. it
0: because it's called glamping like you gotta get over that that's we just we need stupid. a better name i just think, I it's think the stupid. branding is off yeah i think it's stupid that men can't say it because it's called glamping
1: well, what do you want to call it? I don't care if you think it's stupid. It's fine. I, but you
0: would like it if it was called something else. That makes no sense to well, me. I
1: mean... That's just dumb. I, I don't dumb. know. I have to, I'll, think, I'll have to think about what the name just would be. Just say you liked it. I like hotel camping. Oh.
0: <laughs> Ho camping? Ho camping? Is that what you want to call yes, it? Yes. Hoping? Absolutely. What would you call it? Anyway, Hoping? the next
1: morning, we got up uh, after a glorious first night there, and we went to um well we took the doggy to doggy daycare which was great.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah, so we so here's what happened. So I had planned on hiking what's called the Narrows in Zion. So James did not know anything that I had planned. Um but what I had never
1: happened- even researched Zion to be specific. And I, I I never even I I knew you know that the arches were in Br- Bryce Canyon and stuff, but I never
0: I and know. so I I thought to myself what can we do that is like easy for beginners because we're not hikers. So um, we, we certainly are active people, but we've never gone to a um, a, uh, a national forest and done hiking. So uh, what can we do? Well, I know the Narrows is really, really beautiful, and I know that you go at your own pace. Unfortunately, I found out the night before we left, the Narrows were closed because of the monsoon and the girl that went missing. Yeah. So I scrambled. There
1: were... There were- We heard this, right? There were like seven people that climbed the barrier after they put it up.
0: We just found that out.
1: Yeah. Uh, And one of them did not make it out.
0: Yeah. They climbed the barrier that the park had put up not to enter the Narrows. And this group entered the Narrows. And unfortunately, one girl did not make it out. Yes. They found her body in Virgin River, which is miles and miles away. It washed up. So all of that to say, when we got to Under Canvas, I was scrambling because the Narrows had closed. Um, the Narrows is everything that you've ever seen um, on the internet. You have a hiking stick, a walking stick. You have to have certain hiking shoes. You should. Um, it's beautiful. It's literally a river that cuts through two canyons, two mountains. I don't. I mean, if I look it up, I'll have the right terminology. Yeah, for I mean, it.
1: it's a it's a river that's in the, in the bottom of a canyon. It's, it's in a valley. Insane. So, and uh, so on and the there-
0: sides of you. I was literally just rock going straight up to the sky. It yeah. seems like
1: an occasional waterfall. All yeah, that—it's beautiful. Is really <laughs> so um, what
0: happened was that I got to under canvas and said, "What do I do?" And they said, "Well, let's figure out. There's plenty of hikes around under canvas, but I wanted to go into Zion." They said, "There's plenty of places you can go yeah, and walk around. And there are absolutely." But then we woke up, so I thought, "Okay, I'm not going to stress about it. We just got here. When we wake up on Tuesday morning." We will then decide where we're going to go. And we woke up Tuesday morning. Lo and behold, the Narrows were open.
1: Yes. So, so we got to go. Oh, is that my turn? So no. Uh, no I was just... Okay. And so... Uh, we got
0: to go to the Narrows.
1: Yeah, we got to go to the Narrows. We did the do... The water was still cloudy a little bit, but um, we did the hike in. It, but there we were a did ton do the people.
0: touristy thing. like we. And I can't say... I'm going to take that back. I said it was a touristy thing. It's actually the smart thing. We met two kids at the under canvas who are legit hikers and they said, it is a very important that you get the walking stick and you should probably rent the gear too. And I had heard from other people. Yeah. You should rent the gear. I'm very happy. We did the walking stick for sure. Because when you are crossing that river and there are certain parts where it is quite fast and you cannot see your feet because the water is so muddy you don't know where you're stepping. And that walking stick gives you a good indication as to where you're going to be hitting, how low are you going to go two feet deeper or are you going to hit like a foot higher? Yeah.
1: There were plenty of people doing it without either of those things.
0: They were idiots. Um,
1: they you were, know. I, mean, I saw people in flip-flops. I mean, me, I was like, me okay, 20 you, years you, ago, you just, I would have had a decent pair of like trail shoes on and maybe have forgotten the stick, but you know, at this age we're at right now, it was, I'm really glad we rented the boots and we had the stick. There was one time I actually used the stick to keep myself from falling. And, you know, but other than that, I mean, to your point, it was like, it was very helpful because the water was cloudy to be able to poke that stick down into the water and figure out how and assess how deep uh, the place was where you were just about to step because there were plenty of times where we put that stick down and it kept going. And we were like, <laughs> we're not going that way. We're going to go around this other rock. So,
0: yeah, um, I mean, I saw like, I have to say just people are so crazy and irresponsible. Like I saw a family make a grandma. Uh, she did oh, not yeah. have she a was walking really stick. Old. She did. And I swear to God, she was in tennis shoes. Like, why are you doing that to your grandmother? And there were like
1: two people helping her through and they were they were at least a mile into the canyon when we passed them. And I was like, uh this for, is this like is not what good. purpose? Like yeah. she
0: didn't even look like she was having fun, that grandma. Yeah. So it's like for what purpose? You know, I just did not understand that at all. Um But it
1: was amazing. I got a lot of shots, uh, we got a lot of video and uh it was um it was a three- it was pretty fantastic we, we went- were we were there for three and a half hours we went we went pretty far in but
0: yeah i mean at we one didn't point, do the whole thing we were i was actually like i had my broken toe and i was still oh yeah i was
1: gonna say uh i actually i was very impressed you did that thing on nine toes so <laughs> thank you <laughs> nice work i
0: was i was actually impressed when you know, we because you know you can go forever. Um, the the hike is, um, I think ten miles, and I think it's ten miles. I looked on the I looked on the map. I it, I know it's, it's six hours one way. And I think it's ten miles if I if I'm correct. Um, you know you can go as far as you want, but you have to remember, you have to turn around and come back. Yeah. So you know you're having a jolly old time getting there, but then you have to remember you have to turn around. So if you've been out for two hours. You're taking two hours to come back. So at one point we did decide like, okay, we've been an hour and a half in. Let's like turn around now because it's going to be a three-hour hike for us. I was pretty impressed when like a group of young men stopped us and asked us like as we were heading back like, how much further they should go, and I looked at them like you're young. You can yeah. you could go the whole way. Why are you asking us? They
1: turned around.
0: They did. They turned around and think shortly where they beat we us did.
1: back. Actually,
0: they did. But um, yeah, it was it was a beautiful hike. Very easy to do It was what everyone told us. You go at your own pace, and um, and you go as far or as short as you want. So um, yeah. Was yeah. Great. So we spent four hours roughly in Zion because yeah. Um, It took about three hours for the hike and then, you know, a half hour to get back to the shuttle and all that.
1: And then went home and relaxed that night. The next morning was our last morning there. We checked out. We did. Regrettably said goodbye to everybody. I wanted
0: to stay another night.
1: Yeah, it was tough. But uh, then we went to Canyon Overlook, which is also another hike that some of the uh, campfire people people were telling us about a few nights before. And uh, they said, yeah, it's a half mile in and a half mile out. So one mile round trip. Uh, and you can see almost, you know, like uh, there actually were, when you get to the top, there's a little placard that tells you all the peaks you're looking at. And there were four like major peaks that you could see across this entire Valley of Zion.
0: So the Um, funny thing is, is that we get there and I said to James, how long do you think it's going to take? And he goes, Oh, 10 minutes up, 10 minutes back. Because we both are thinking that the path, yeah. yeah, half mile and the path to get to the overlook Canyon or sorry, Canyon overlook is the same path that we took to get to the narrows, which is a paved path. Right. So we're like half a mile paved. Shit, we could do that, no problem.
1: Yeah, we got this. Um so we started <laughs> so we parked the car on a cliff <laughs> with like legit with, legit like, with like, on a cliff. With like tw- I couldn't get out on with my like twenty four inches of gravel on your side of the car, uh, between you and Death. Uh, eternity. Um And so uh, we walk down, we get on the path. Well, the pavement runs out pretty fast in the first 20 feet. (laughs) And then you look and there are basically rock steps going up the side of the mountain. We got up maybe, I don't know, maybe 100 yards, something like that. And you looked at me and you said, I'm out.
0: I did. Because what happened was, first of all, I have CrossFit shoes. And they're old ones and they're like, might as well just be Chuck Taylor's at the bottom. They're super, super slick. So I'm walking up these uh, stone mountain steps and my foot slips. on like, I don't know, maybe the 20th step. I'm like, Nope, not doing this. Like I'm not doing this. Like, and there's nothing there's, he couldn't pay me. You couldn't pay me to do it. (laughs) Like, there's no way. So I said, I'm out. And he's like, what? And I go, I'm out. he goes, really, really? You're out. Like he's standing there in disbelief. And I go, yeah, I go, I already said. He goes, I don't know what you're talking about. Boom. He fucking trips right there in front of me. It was awesome. I go, yep, uh, that's it. I'm out.
1: I was not out. I kept going. And he did. Uh, and I did. But uh, as we were going, as I went, uh, I realized about maybe a quarter of a mile in into this half mile that Denise had probably made the right decision to herself because I got around a bend and there was about a uh, maybe an eighteen foot walkway with no guardrail, and oh
0: my god, people no, were no.
1: people no. were sort of waiting for each other to come through on the whichever side. So basically, it was a one lane road. Um, and as I'm walking, in, mind you, I had my camera, so I recorded a lot of this stuff. I can't wait to edit it together for you specifically, because then you could see. What then you will confirm what you didn't miss. I don't
0: care. The truth is, is like when I walked down those stairs and walked back to the car, I honestly said to myself, I could see this on a postcard.
1: <laughs>
0: I have a fear of heights. And um, most people don't know this about someone who has a fear of heights. And that is, is that you don't have a fear of being high up. What a lot of people, and it's not everyone's, but a lot of people, their fear of heights is they're going to throw themselves over. And I know it sounds crazy. They feel the
1: urge to throw themselves over. Yes,
0: and that is that is what I suffer from. So um, when I'm too high on an escalator, I have to white knuckle not to throw myself off the escalator. Oh,
1: Jesus.
0: I'm not kidding. It's painful. Like, I can't do it. Like, one time I was on top of a building. My friend has a friend who owns a building in L.A., and the helicopters come and land on it. So we had the opportunity to go up to the building. I was fine. I just sort of went to close to the edge of the building, just sort of. And somebody said to me, you feel like you want to throw yourself over, don't you? And I looked at him and I go, how do you know? And he said, I'm afraid of heights too. And the more and more people I've met, we all that I've come in contact with, all have the same phenomenon. So um, when he came down, from Canyon Overlook, he said,
1: "You made the right choice uh, <laughs> you because would have you get to the, over. because you get to the top, and there is a guardrail for some of it. But then there are slanted rocks on either side that are at an angle where you can actually climb them rather easily and get up for an even higher view. And plenty of people were doing that. Those rocks were the ones you would have thrown yourself off. Um, so anyway, uh, I'm happy." that you decided to opt out because they would have been fishing you. Oh, someone wants to go outside. She wants to
0: go to the bathroom. What? Okay, let's stop this right now. Let's All right, we're going to
1: pause for a second. We'll be right back to wrap up this episode. Uh, we got a couple more things we need to talk about. And uh, I got to take care of this dog. Bye.
0: <laughs> okay, so the dog did her business. Yeah, um, we're back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are. And, um, yeah, so basically I didn't go up to that death plunge because as a, uh, someone who is afraid of heights, I already want to throw myself over.
1: There you go. So the wrap up for Zion is
0: fantastic. Take the wife
1: to under canvas, take the kids to somewhere less expensive. (laughs) <laughs> that's true definitely do Canyon overlook but don't throw yourself off the drink
0: <laughs> yes so um that leads us to now the five um top tops, five. top five and bottom five of um, Utah and right now we can only really say Salt lake because um, Zion was fabulous there was no uh, nothing that's bad about Zion uh, and we haven't been to um, Ogden we haven't been to um, I have. Okay. Well, whatever. We're just going to do top five, bottom just, five yeah, of Salt Lake just City. Just go
1: for it. Top five, Utah. Go.
0: Um. Okay. Um. W- one little game I want to just mention that James and I played while we were in Salt Lake: hiker or homeless?
1: Hiker or homeless? I remember this at Ellie's tournament. You had a tr- you had trouble deciding. <laughs> yeah,
0: because when you are in Salt Lake uh, City, you get a lot of hikers through that city that are headed to other parts of the state and hot damn if they sometimes don't look like they're homeless
1: it was a game we had to play how
0: do you usually figure out if the hikers are hikers or if it is in fact a homeless person what's your gauge i, can I, th- tell you I mine. think you have to look at the shoes oh it's always the shoes yeah okay you have to look at the shoes if, From- they, if,
1: the sh- if those shoes are trail ready that's a hiker
0: got it that's usually my go-to yeah, yeah. okay all right so I-, t- I think
1: i wonder if everyone's so, like wondering why we are so preoccupied with homeless people because it, we're surrounded th- by them It in appears LA. in every episode. It'll
0: appear in every single... Yeah. Until we don't It's find a them. Los
1: Angeles thing, people. It's going to take us a while to get it out of our system.
0: Um, it's only going to take a while to get out of our system when I don't see it anymore. And that, I hope, will happen in a certain place but i have yet to find it
1: it would be nice to find a place that has a way to effectively deal with the homeless issue
0: yeah so it will be we will talk about it in every episode i didn't see anyone homeless in bend oregon you didn't no i don't know if i was there long enough but i did not um but okay the top five bottom five for utah my top five Uh, Best lodging, hands down, a hotel called the Grand American. (laughs) Well, for good reason. Uh, I'm so sorry. A Grand America. Grand America. Yeah, it is insanity. It is decadence beyond. Opulent. Yep. Opulent is probably the right word. Um, It's just beautiful. It's everything that you would think about an old Southern hotel. And it's not even Southern. Um, It was insane. And at one point we were there. Um, I was said to my daughter, it wasn't, um, particularly this visit, but I'm including it because it is a place that I think is one of the best things about Salt Lake city. Um, I said, wow, there's a lot of tall guys here. Come to find out <laughs> it was an NBA team because the NBA the players, Sacramento
1: Kings were staying there the same night we were to play the Utah jazz.
0: And it's not just the Sacramento Kings. It is every NBA team that comes through uh, Salt Lake City, they stay at the Grand America. So if you're in Salt Lake or traveling through Salt Lake and you know there is a game, I would say spend the night at the Grand America. I know for a fact you will see tall basketball players in the lobby at any point, and their bus is right outside. Yep. Okay, that's my one of them. Uh, second, it's really pricey. It is. It's, it's uh, super
1: expensive. It is. Ellie's club team, they really they really loved those nice places, didn't they?
0: It was her volleyball team from high school, uh, the club volleyball team. Yes, they did like the expensive places. Anyway. Well, thank, thank God for that. I don't want to
1: lead anybody astray when they see the sticker price.
0: No, but it's worth it. Do it one night. Like It'll be one of those things where you're like, hey, I went to an NBA game. You went and saw the Phoenix Jazz play. Sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the Utah Jazz. Oh my okay. God. So you, went and saw, you went and saw Just the Utah stay Jazz. In your lane. <laughs> you went and saw. Look, this is how the night can go. I'm telling you right now. You went and saw the Utah Jazz if play. If you see
1: the Phoenix Jazz play? <laughs> There's something afoot, okay?
0: You went and saw the Utah Jazz play. You come back to your hotel and you see the NBA players at your hotel. That is incredible, okay? So it's worth every penny spent if you are a sports fan. Okay. All right, moving on. Moving on. Uh, my top five, that's one of them. The second one is Gormandyce. It is a great breakfast, lunch, and dinner place. Um, I don't know how late they're open for dinner, but it is fantastic. Everything's fresh, organic, blah, 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 all that bougie shit. Then you have their track system, which is their public transportation. It is an honor system. I don't know if you heard in our last podcast, our daughter said that. It is based on an honor system. Some people get on and don't pay. I pay because I am honest you're an
1: upstanding citizen i really
0: am so it's like i think i think it's like a couple dollars per way whichever way you go um the college kids ride for free their track system is electrical it's really great you can travel the city very easily on their track system uh another top for me is that everything closes on sunday i know it seems to be a problem for some people i like it stay your ass home enjoy your family You don't need to go out. I love everything closed on Sunday. I'm not
1: feeling that part, but okay. Glad you Um, like it.
0: I like that Salt Lake City's downtown is pretty darn clean. Do they have a homeless issue? Yes. Do I wish I didn't see it here? Yes. Is the state run by Mormons who claim to be all about humans and the well-being of people? Yes. Well, with that being said, they should really address their homeless problem because they have one. But that aside, their downtown area is quite clean. Considering the homeless people sleeping on the street, and then last but not least, their airport. Very easy in, very easy out, very clean, beautiful. Big you airport too. S- yeah. It is just a simply the the views are beautiful. Love it. Those are my top five. Bottom five. Alcohol here is just straight up weird. I'm not gonna lie. I don't drink alcohol. I don't really understand it. But when I do order a drink, I get a half a pour. Um, It's really pointless. Why pay $15? Because they're still $15 for half poor. So their alcohol issues are weird. I think that's so crazy. Homeless is my bottom five. You need to deal with that. Um, Construction, so sick of it. Everywhere we go, not just on the college campus, downtown has construction. My daughter mentioned it. I'm now mentioning it too. Then my last one, it's not cheap to eat here. It's just not. I found $5 orange juice very easily. Uh, So, yeah, bottom five. It's expensive to eat. Mm, oh, okay. and you know what? I think that was just four. Yeah, that was just four. So, really, that's kind of a lot to say about a city when you can't even come up with five. So, my bottom four. Not bad. Your okay. turn. What's up?
1: My turn. Okay, I'm, like, so not prepared for this because... <sighs> Cause we, you we did not around. have we did not you have a good around. run. We did not have a good run this time. I do fool around, but I didn't fool around this time. Um, I like breakfast my top five, since you mowed over my top five before you went on to yours. Um I like Park Cafe. Park Cafe is a great place around Liberty Park in Salt Lake City where you can get hot cakes and omelets and all kinds of great coffee and good breakfast items. Uh It's a favorite for Mia and I every time, almost every time, except this time uh, we usually go. Uh, She also likes a place called Hub and Spoke. I've been there with her. I still give the nod to Park Cafe. Uh, I will say for number two, Mexican food. You would not expect me to say Mexican food is great in some other city outside of L.A. However, it actually is here. My favorite spot there are two, actually. We had tacos at a good place. What's the name of that place again?
0: Tacaria, Tacaria
1: 27 yep. or something like that. That's it. Taqueria 27 is good. However, there's a better dinner place called Chile Tepin, which is thebomb.com. It's among the best Mexican food I've had outside of Los Angeles. Uh, moving ahead, uh, there is a...
0: Gonna is this put, all going to be food stuff? There's w- gonna, Come that's on. That's kind
1: of all Okay, okay, so...
0: You're not even saying anything about, like, the Jazz Center, whatever the place that place Vivint is. Vivint
1: Arena is great. Uh, Tell
0: them how cheap the seats are. Like, you're not even talking about that.
1: I know. I wasn't prepared. So, uh, <laughs> v- before I go to Vivint Arena, one of my uh, favorite places that I actually did discover this time around is Big Mountain Barbell. They are in Midvale, Utah. They're out in the Burbs. It is a system where if you're an out of towner and you're also in the, I think it's the southern suburbs, is where we were staying. Um, you can basically sign up for a drop in with them. It is totally seamless. You can do it all on your phone. There's no signing agreements or anything like that. Well, maybe there is a waiver of some sort that you have to sign, but you can use Venmo. You can forward the money. And the next thing you know, they send you a code to enter the gym. It's open 24 7. It is a big version of a barbell gym. They do have cardio gear and stuff like that there if you want it. But if you really just want to go like bench press, deadlift, do your uh, fly squats, all that other stuff, whatever you, whatever you want to do there. Fly squats. I don't even know if that's a thing. but
0: I think it, you made that up.
1: I did. I was doing fly squats while I was there and I was looking was pretty good. Was your fly
0: good. open while <laughs> you were doing No, it? <laughs> that was
1: this morning on my way to the restroom. To take hey, the guess
0: dog. what? Guess what? Yeah. What? Phoenix Suns
1: phoenix jazz
0: i know but it's really I know. The yeah phoenix it's really the phoenix song. it just came to me
1: <sighs> anyway i do like Vivint arena i was able to take six college children to Vivint arena for the same price it cost me to take my buddy to a single lakers game at staples crypto arena um but it's a great pa- place to see the jazz you weren't even there what I do know, you mean but the best I'm just place saying the best part is how do you know the best place you weren't even no, there
0: best part It's in the middle of the city, and you can take the tracks there. It's so easy.
1: You can take the tracks there. It's super easy. We elected to not take the tracks there (laughs) that night, which was really stupid. But we thought because it was raining, we would just go down and park so we wouldn't have to stand on the platform and wait for the tracks. When we got there... We ended up parking and standing in line for the meter for the, oh, to get to, no. and so we still ended up standing in the rain, which is totally stupid. But anyway, that's good. Uh, I don't know what my fifth one really is. The University of Utah. It's a fantastic university, and I'll tell you why. If you have an out-of-state kid who wants to go to the University of Utah, unlike almost every other state in the nation. The state of Utah will allow your child to establish resident establish sorry I'm getting choked up establish residency on day one when they arrive to move into University of Utah, which means a calendar year from when your kid arrives for fall semester, they can be getting the in-state tuition at the University of Utah the fall semester of their sophomore year. I know not of any other state that allows this to happen. Mia was accepted to University of Illinois Champaign. She was accepted to Michigan State, Penn State, a bunch of other schools, big state schools, blah, blah, blah. Uh, none of them would allow her to establish residency while she was a full-time student. It's huge. You go from spending 30K or whatever that outrageous astronomical number is for your out-of-state student the first year, but suddenly when they're allowed to have residency and get the in-state tuition, you're talking 10, 12, 14 tops, thousand dollars a year for the remaining three years, you're still graduating your kid for under $80,000. This state and this school specifically have really thought out what's best for the students in terms of being riddled with student debt after they graduate. And I love the University of Utah for that. All that to say, Mia got a scholarship and we didn't need the residency anyway. So uh, Mia, proud of you for the scholarship. And, you know, you'll work on the apartment thing next year. Uh, Going back to the things I dislike about Utah, um, Mia's landlord.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. That should have been the top of my list. Are you kidding me?
1: Mia's as landlord is definitely at the top of my list. I mean, That's I just such a
0: good one. I don't
1: know. I don't know how you could like allow kids and their families to show up. And...
0: University Gardens, boo, fucking who? Ooh,
1: wow, okay. yeah.
0: I'm going to like write a scathing Google review. A
1: scathing Google review. Not that it matters, um, they don't
0: even care.
1: The other thing I don't like about Utah and they, I don't know if there's much I can do, like I don't like we all have to collectively do something about this, but you know, Salt Lake is drying up at a very rapid pace. Climate change is very real here and the uh if minerals the- and elements that are in Salt Lake are dangerous for the air quality arsenic. here. Arsenic Yes. No,
0: I read a whole article about it. If once it dries up, this town is going to be suffering with arsenic Yeah, everybody's exposure. going to be walking
1: around with gas masks on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's bad. I mean, I I noticed it this time around because we were here in the middle of summer. Last time, I was uh, I've been here in the spring. I've been here in the winter. But now you can kind of see the haze around the city a little bit. Yep. It's very reminiscent, uh, for a different reason, uh, of Los An- that, as Los Angeles. So
0: yeah, um, I don't know what they're doing about their water conservation. No idea.
1: Yeah. Um, The other thing uh, you already mentioned was construction. It doesn't matter where we go. I mean, it's kind of been a theme everywhere. Um, And then I don't know, I don't really have that much that I dislike about this state, uh, or I should say this city. Uh, Salt Lake has been very good to my kid. Uh, It's been very good to us as a family. Ellie won the tournament in Salt Lake when we were here. It is true. Uh, You know, I have, I don't know. I I don't really have uh, too many problems. You have Zion. You have Moab. You have uh, Bryce Canyon. You have all these amazing places where you can take it. You have Sundance. You have, like, there are so many beautiful places in Utah. It's really spectacular. Uh, This is on my list. I'm going to forego my numbers four and five. I don't even care. I love Salt Lake City.
0: Yeah, it's on my list. I yeah. mean, we would just have to narrow down what city we can afford, but it's definitely... I can actually
1: give two more likes. I like the 9th and 9th area. If you're going to stay at an Airbnb, it's a great place to stay, a great little neighborhood. You got walkable cafes, coffee, restaurants, shops, you name it. Uh, if you're going to come visit your student or potentially look at the campus for your student, it's a great place. Even if you're not... Even if you don't have a kid in the race, doesn't matter. The 9th and 9th area is fantastic. And the other thing I'll say is there is a place... If you really want to treat somebody, namely your college kid, there is a cookie place called Chip Cookie here. It is so great. There's one here and there's one in Boise. Hands down, the best cookies I've had ever. almost, a, yeah, no, ever. Yeah, I'd say Chewy, pretty much thick, in every city. Gooey, yeah.
0: ever. It's yeah. the best. It, it blows crumble out of the water. It blows insomnia out of the water. Chip is the best.
1: Yeah, crumble sucks. Anyway, um, so those are my. Top seven in my bottom three.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Top seven in bottom three. It's pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I love me some Salt Lake City. So anyway, um, I, I don't I think know. that wraps it up, huh? Yeah, I think we've done enough for one day. We've, we've gone on pretty long. Uh, you guys wanted us to talk about things and not be we afraid to did. stretch it out. You got your money's worth today. Thank you for listening. More to come next week when we go to... Are you going to tell the people or no?
0: Sedona.
1: Sedona.
0: And then a Santa Fe.
1: And then Santa Fe. Um. Anyway, thanks for listening. Again, please remember to subscribe slash follow, whatever you do. Set those notifications. And as always, we appreciate all the comments you leave us on Facebook, on Instagram, on we're, we got some TikTok hey, coming yeah. up soon.
0: You know, if you like us on Facebook and you follow us on Facebook and you don't mind sharing what you like about us. Um. We'd so appreciate it we've gotten a few uh, followers and listeners who've actually shared us on their Facebook and then what do you know their friends have started listening so um yeah I- we
1: actually interviewed one I interviewed one the other day it's gonna be up in a future episode yeah so if Bert you wanna- Stewart from Covington Kentucky is going to be on the program
0: so yeah so if you don't mind sharing us on your Facebook gosh we'd really appreciate it I mean maybe we have something to offer that one of your friends or family members would be interested in or maybe you just like to listen to us talk
1: yeah or. Maybe you want to listen to us talk so you know what not to do. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, thanks again. We appreciate all of you. We will see you next time. Tell them.
0: Empty nest, full tank.
1: You almost forgot.
0: I just got it backwards, maybe. I almost got it backwards. I almost said empty tank, full nest.
1: See you guys. (laughs) Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys.